You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast with Sinan Schwarting and Khan Bayazid. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 102 of Besiktas International, the Black Eagles podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. Uh, and with me today is our prodigal co-host himself, Evran Akman, coming in from upstate New York. How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you? Okay, okay, uh, you know, okay, there's not a whole lot of, like, positivity on the best test front at the moment, uh, after a, well, let's just, let's not, let's not spoil anything, but, uh, yeah, otherwise, fine, you know, um, but, so, yeah, we're a little late this week, Khan and I were sort of trying to arrange things here and there, back and forth, uh, and then in the end, it just, we, I just, we decided to go ahead with Evron, so we could just get this thing out, we're, coming up on uh, the upcoming match against Trabzonspor already, so uh, we want to get this one going. So, let's talk a little bit about Bashakshahir, Shahir, uh, or IBB as I like to call them, uh, and what was probably nobody's favorite match of the season. I'm going to just uh, go out on a limb and guess. But, uh, yeah, so... We were on the road. Uh, we've, we have a, a track record of not performing particularly well on the road against these fellas for some reason, even though they have like seven fans. You could probably count all their fans in their hands. Um, but yeah, let's see. Lineup-wise, uh, we had Karius in the goal, Ruiz and Vida on the back line. I guess the big surprise was Jeremy Lenz was starting in, in right back. Uh, of course, Gokhan Gunul. Uh, was suspended, so we knew there was going to have to be some, you know, solution for whatever, you know, for that issue there, but that was a little outside of the box. Um, John Erkin played on the left side of the defense, El Neni and Atiba played on the back of the midfield, with Boateng in the number 10 role, replacing Liaic. Diaby and Nkudu were on the wings, and Burak Yilmaz was up front as per usual. Uh, any, I mean, I should, I, I guess I'll mention that, uh, for Bashak Shahir, we saw Demba Ba up front, uh, in a two striker formation with Crivelli playing up front as well. And Mahmoud Pekdemir and Ifan Kaveci in the sort of center of their midfield. Uh, I mean, to be honest, uh, a pair of central midfielders that I'm slightly jealous of. I'm going to keep it real. Um. Uh, yeah, besides that, uh, Elia started on their wing, which is not like an every every match thing, I don't think. Uh, but anyway, I don't really want to talk about their whole lineup. What were you thinking, Evron? Coming into this match, uh, you know, I know Khan and I were already on the record for what we were hoping and everything. How about you? What, you know, did you think this was going to be a really important match? Uh, did you think it was a must yeah. win? 
Um, did you expect us to get something from it? Etc. I mean, I think we had a, a decent chance going into the game. Um, I like the 11 overall. I thought Lens at right back made more sense than um, whoever else you would have tried, Nedjip or something, because Douglas wasn't even in the squad. And, and I'll um, say, without spoiling like the whole match, that uh, what, what we didn't lose because of him there, and he even showed in some of our better moments a little bit of... Uh, you know, he had some positives, I think, in that yeah. role. Yeah, and he yeah. filled in there once or twice as the substitute under uh, Shenel Ginesh. So it wasn't like the first time we've ever seen it before. I didn't really want El Nini to play over um, Laich, but other than that, I wasn't too bothered, and I'd rather Diaby didn't start. And you mean, uh, I suppose, you don't mean literally um, El Nini for... Liyayich, you mean playing well, yeah, Prince Boateng someone and, else playing. Yeah, yeah, Boateng, Boateng keeper, kind yeah. of moving back into that central midfield role and then Liyayich, yeah. Which I agree, I, I totally, I mean, ideally, but I get it because it's Bashak here and we're on the road and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know. We're a little shaky, I think. Um, and we had a one that one good result that we were on the back of, honestly. But, um, you know, th this match and, and the upcoming one against Trabzon, I think you can... You can uh, so you can forgive a little bit of conservatism, um, especially just also because Sergei Nelson's new on the job. He hasn't, you know, if, if the style he's going to develop is a bit more aggressive and attacking and dynamic, that's great. But you can, again, you can kind of forgive him if he's not quite there yet, I think. Uh, given this was his third match in charge. Um, but yeah, so let's... I think that's a, that's plenty of introduction for the match. Yeah. Let's let's talk about what happened in this sucker. Um, the first half was nervy. Boateng got a yellow card. Uh, Mahmoud and Crivelli also got yellow cards for Bashakshi here. Uh, what were the the big moments in the first half, as you recall? <laughs> it was a while ago, but I remember overall Bashakshi played better. They were the more attacking team looking to attack uh there's a couple half chances from outside the box um and i believe it was um in this half or was in the second half i don't remember but there was one big chance for uh kevin prince boateng on an early cross from john and it just slid under his foot that was which was probably our best chance of the game i can find the exact minute it happened but yeah i remember that one um yeah, yeah. the 39th minute that was probably the best chance of the game yeah and there was a lot of uh referee questionable calls and stuff like that yeah i mean i never really like talking about the refs too much yeah. uh they always sort of suck that's almost like you have to it's you know you have to almost expect it it's like you know if you live in london you have to expect it to rain a lot you know if you live in if you play football in turkey yeah. you have to expect <laughs> crappy referee but um, maybe Seattle would be more of a U.S. specific example, or the Pacific Northwest. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, the first half, I, I definitely distinctly felt that we played fairly well. I remember in the group chat, lots of chatter and complaints, but me generally feeling like we were holding fairly well. We were um, moving the ball around the pitch. You know, we, we weren't finding anything up front. Uh, I... You know, 
I don't like complaining about Barack Yilmaz because I, I went on the record as complaining about the signing and then kind of had to put my foot in my mouth after how he played last season. Um, so I don't want to do this whole, like, uh, you know, I, I want him to do well, and I, I, I hope he can, uh, you know, he's had obviously some, even this season, some good performances. But he was a bit of a dud in this match. Um, I don't know what's going on uh, with that. Like, the game before, he was, you know, I think I think Khan had even named him the man of the match. Uh, so to come off of that performance with such a poor one is, is obviously not so good. Not so good, but... Um, yeah, that was it for the first half. No goals, nothing much to speak of besides a bunch of yellows. Um, and, and in that regard, we were winning as well with only one to their two. But right out of the gates <laughs> of the second game, half. It wasn't too bad, but... Yeah, especially, I guess, given that it was an away game. But, uh, yeah, it, it would sort of all fall apart in the second half. 50th minute, very coolly, I will add, um, Demba Ba puts away a goal on a counter. Uh, Edin Vizca sets it up pretty nicely for, for Demba. Uh, and he, I, just a kind of classic Demba Ba goal, slots yeah. it in perfectly. A kind of little looper around the keeper. Just what he always did for us. Uh, uh, you can't say enough about the guy. He, he celebrated. He's a real... He's the striker I wanted. That's all I'm going to say. I, and, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Back eventually. when we got Wagner Love. Yeah, I was going to say, exactly. Like that, I, I've always said, actually, in fact, that Negredo was the, um, the the real bad first move, even before Wagner Love. Uh, but I think Debaba would have actually cost a little bit of something still by, by then, possibly, because I think he was on contract with his Chinese team. Uh, no, he went to Gestapo for free. But when we got Negredo? Um, no, oh yeah, for Negredo, yeah. I meant for um. Yeah, no, for Wagner Love, then yes, that Wagner was that's Love, when it's yeah. a lock, absolutely. I'm totally with you. Yeah. But I'm on. I'm, I'm. What I'm saying is that even when we got Negredo, if we could have gotten them by Oh yeah. Then, uh, but I think that might. I think been. he had a broken leg at that point, to be honest. Even still, man, fucking like come recover. Gestapez went. That was his first game back from his broken leg. Was Gestapez. Yeah. Well, I think we're, there's something we're not accounting for. Yeah, you're definitely right. Well, I mean, whatever. Anyway, point being. Um, Off track. Yeah, Dembaba should have should have should should always be a vegetable player. Um, but so yeah, 50th minute, he puts Bashakshi here in the lead. Um, I gotta say that for everything that we could say about the performance, I didn't feel the team like panicked, which is a positive actually. I think you know we had a game plan and we sort of stuck panic. to it. But at the same time, it wasn't as good. They definitely, I feel like they were, they were more willing to take risks in possession, especially the yeah, more, yeah, yeah, the players that tend to be scared, like El Nini, yeah. um, kind of fell back into the show where they would, you know, no more passing forward, just keep the ball. But well, see, I don't know what your take for the whole match will be, but I definitely remember you saying maybe around halftime that El Nenny was probably the best player for the team. Yeah, I liked him in the first half. Second half, he wasn't, like, awful, but when things started to, like, when we needed the goal, um, someone had to show some, you know, impetus, offensive impetus, and Atiba wasn't, wasn't at his best at all. 
And there were like several times where El Nani would get the ball in a good position. He'd either pass it laterally or turn around. Like he would never drive the ball. Like, I, I think if Dorukan was playing. Yeah, this would have been game. a good match for Dorukan for sure. Yeah, those positions El Nani got into, I would say, five times. I guarantee you Dorukan scores at least once. I'm, I no totally doubt agree. In my mind. 100%. That's Every, a good call. El, El Nani doesn't have that. There's, he had two, two shooting chances where he shot the ball. One he completely shanked, one it was a decent save. Then he had two to three other times where he could have done something and driven forward, and he he chose for the safe option. Yeah, so no, I, that's my problem with him. For the you know the 15 million euro bio clause type guy. Yeah, well that's not. Happening. I would expect more <laughs> that's than that. That's not happening. Um, but yeah, and uh, to back piggyback on a point you also made, you're you're on fire today, everyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you're, you, what you keep saying the stuff I want to say, so I'm like, damn. Well, now what the hell do I say? Uh, but but for sure, Atiba, um, for all of the fantastic performances that you, you, we we didn't expect all season, um, given his age and everything, uh, this was definitely a match where things were not coming together for him. Uh, it was not one of his better performances. He would do well, and then like the final pass was just never there. Exactly. Yeah, he would he would like yeah. intercept the ball really well. And like take a couple dribbles and then like do something kind of goofy, uh, but we, but it was we have to say that's the exception to the rule at least for this season mm-hmm. and for obviously his whole career with Ice Uh But so yeah, just just a bad game it happened. Sixty um, ninth minute. See now this, I've heard like our 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 resident twins, uh, Scottish twins, say that. Um, Sergey Yeltsin subs come in a little late. I don't hate it. It seems tactical. It seems like he wants to see if there'll be a response to sort of a little bit of, uh, you know, hardship or whatever it is. So he he deliberately waits till about the 65th, 70th minute. I think that is a tactic. You know, you could defend. Um, but this time, you know, which has been an exception. Yeah. I've typically. I feel like he always. I'm not gonna say he waits like way, way, way too long, but I would prefer to see subs sometimes five to ten minutes earlier. Well, see, I think if you're gonna wait till the 69th minute, then you do two subs, and it's a it's a major tactical yeah. sh- shift. Like you know, you realize definitely to make one sub in the 69th minute and then the second sub, you know, not even until the 75th minute. Like that's that's a little bit of a slow reaction for sure. But um, anyway. Uh, where was I? So yeah, Lijic comes on for Diaby here. And so for me, it's even if the sub, in my opinion, isn't necessarily too late, A, it's just the one sub, it's not enough of a reaction, and B, that's not the right sub at all. Uh, Diaby wasn't having his worst match. I agree with you that I don't necessarily want to see him uh, starting on in that position, but with that said, he was he was actually kind of playing sort of decently honestly I thought uh, in that first half especially but uh, to bring in Lijic for him I thought for sure you would take out Atiba since he was definitely the um, the less properly functioning of the two central midfielders or defensive midfielders as it is and you definitely want to sort of make a you don't want to do a, you, you you don't want to you, you want to make a, a, take a defensive guy out and a, an offensive guy in so yeah. you're make you're showing that initiative and that impetus uh, and that was definitely not done I think in this scenario by taking out Diaby for the IH because then you're sort of shifting things around um, I think it was Kevin Prince Boateng who went to the wing right I believe so yeah 
Um, so, you know, again, I don't think that... Well, you played a, like, a more narrow... Yeah, more of like an inside style. forward. We you know, lost the pace. An interior forward, inside forward, whatever that is. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's the move. Um, and I don't think it's enough of a reaction. If you're going to wait that long, I think you want to put two guys on and give them instructions for different parts of the, the team, different phases of the team to, to tell them what to do differently, uh, how you're reacting. Um, especially because I think Sagan Yachin is tactical and kind of clever enough to, to be making those transitions mid-game. Um, or it seemed as that way, but whatever. In the 72nd minute, Elia came out of the match for... Um, Azubuike. Azubuike Okechuku. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, yeah. I, I was sort of trying to process how I was going to say that name. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the then Another I think I said. I us to sign. Yeah, I did Fun too, fact. actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seventy fifth minute, as I'd already said, Tyler Boyd came into the match for Nkudu. Um, you know, weird again. I think. Yeah. In the sixty ninth minute, I, you probably on. put Boyd in for Diaby, and yeah, uh, you put in Liayet for Atiba. Yeah, probably. But so to sort of, do, sort of spread it out over the two different subs and not be as decisive and whatever. I, yeah, wrong move in my opinion. Uh, and that means that Chiba stays out there and kind of continues to make those small errors all the way to the end of the match, unfortunately. Especially as we needed a goal. So maybe having two defensive midfielders on, especially with El Neni not wanting to even take a risk and Atiba not being on his day one of them probably should have came off but absolutely yeah yeah for sure um 81st minute just six minutes later so kind of little like six minute chunks there something similar to that uh Umut Nair came on for Buraki Omaz what did you think about that it move worked out sometimes so you know Umut's that type of player where you're, you don't know what to do just throw him on and it might work um, hasn't worked for a while, but <laughs> yeah, I I actually get it now that I think about it. And, and Burak, as I said, had played really poorly all match. Yeah, and Juventus is not in any form to play. So. Yeah, and, but those the, were our the, two offensive subs: was Given or um, Umut, or maybe if you want to put Kartal, Kaira, Yilmaz. Everyone else was defensive after that, so. Yeah, and, and this is clearly the the hole in the team, you know, and, and that's the thing is like you don't really have someone you can say like this guy on the bench, we know we can get a goal out of him, you know, like if Umut Nair is the guy you're going to for that, you're, you, you, it's going to be a tough season, um, as it has been. Uh, yeah, your friend Kaveji came out of the match for Arash Ujjan. Tyler Boyd got himself a yellow. Epurianu got himself a yellow. There was a lot of that back and forth. Uh, Punk. Carlos. Carlos Punk uh, came in for Vistra in the fourth minute of extra time. There would just be five minutes of extra time, however. Uh, and that's that's it. The match ended one to nil. Bashakshi here, the winner. Um, I guess, yeah, wait. Before we do stats, uh, final thoughts. Evron, like what what did I you know what events were not kind of you know in the timeline itself that, that 
general, like, although we lost, and I think maybe Stedigan has some of the criticism maybe with his subs, I think the way he set out the team was good. And I think we definitely showed a lot more ability to progress the ball from the defensive third to the midfield third, which under Avja we were completely incapable of doing. Um, and we did create more chances, or at least get the ball into the final third more, just the, the passing was off, the finishing was off. And then defensively, we didn't really give up too many chances. So theoretically, the, the game plan was fine, but just the individual mistakes really, the lack I think, of cost a, of the team. And the lack of a finisher, probably. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he could have done better with his subs, but overall, I think we were we did play better than we had under Avja, and I think there were positives to take from the game. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, it was like, you know, you start to question if if the players are the right. Yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those scenarios where you start to wonder if anyone could really do any any better, especially like this is a particularly rough one insofar as like you get a decent performance out of Diaby even, right? Which has been a kind of sore point for a lot of people. Um, and the person that kind of lets you down is, is Atiba, who was probably the one person you could probably never expect to let you down in a match. So in, in a way that that's makes it more, even the more clear that it's definitely not a Sergen issue. Um, you know, they just scored a goal on a kind of freak counter. Uh, I will say that a theme that has to be noted is that Victor Ruiz has flashes of brilliance defensively, but also kind of painfully, almost cartoonishly slow reactions at times that can lead to problems. Um, you know, to, to, to his defense, on the other hand, I, I think we could probably put the amount of matches he started on one or at least maybe two hands because of all the injuries and suspensions and everything and the late transfer yeah. and all of that. So uh, he he could very likely still be settling. Like he hasn't had many games consecutively to be sure. Um, so, you know, that that's just something that I think has to be noted. Um, but yeah. Anything, any other final points before we move on to the stats? No. All right. Well, let's do it. The stats. Um, shots. 19 from Besiktas to their six. Seven on target to their three. Possession, 66% to their 34%. So, I mean, of course, they're down a goal for uh, like 40 minutes of this match, which explains that to some extent. But... Even in the first half, I think possession yeah. was even more in our favor at, at some point. Um, I will note, out of all those stats that like show that we played better, Bashakshir won more individual duels than we did. They completed, or they that was like they um, had more successful tackles, more interceptions, more dribbles attempted. See, this is why we need we you're, you're an advanced stat guy. Yeah, because I don't have all the advanced stats, but usually, typically, typically, when you have 30% possession, you shouldn't be winning more duels, yeah. typically. So yeah, I think it just kind of shows that individually the team, especially as a, like, as, a, as a squad, were set up well, but didn't execute where or accounted. And the coach can't dribble the ball for them. The coach can't 
Yeah. You know, tackle yeah. for them. He can only just set them up to play in the right way, which I think overall he did set again. So I can't be too mad at him. I will say also that um, you're putting essentially Atiba and um, Elneny against Mahmoud and Irfan Kaveci. Uh, Atiba and Elneny have obviously gotten a, lo- a bunch of playing time together this season. But Irfan Kaveci and Mahmoud Taikmir have been a tandem for quite a while now. Uh, they're a real formidable and physical duo. Uh, that's like I think in a way the exact opposite of what you want those are two guys to be coming up against especially Atiba getting older um, also just kind of being not necessarily the strongest player although he compensates that with his intelligence often um, but so I think yeah I mean Irfan Kavechi I think he heard his footsteps from most of the match it seemed like with his passes on, on this way but anyway just to, to interesting side note thinking of it's a good segue Possession or, or the passes, Besiktas completed 568 passes to Besiktas 298. Um, accuracy 84% to their 69%. Um, you know, you'd think that's, that's, that should be okay, but actually to have less than 600 passes completed uh, in a match where you're dominating possession, I think it speaks to what you said, that um, even if we were completing passes then we were kind of getting bodied off the ball often uh, i mean i wonder if you have any advanced stats to contribute in that no regard. unfortunately i don't have uh <laughs> the the usual guy i get the stats from didn't post for this game but um uh, uh, yeah. but anyway yeah that's that, it's not a good look i would argue um Fouls committed. Fish actually had 14. I can tell you, El Nenny completed 98 passes and only had one key pass. Yeah, it's not so. so that's not sexy. That's, yeah, it's an interesting ratio. <laughs> um, 14 fouls committed by Bashakta here to Besiktas is 11, but three yellow cards apiece. Um, four offsides by Bashakta here, only one for Besiktas, which really speaks to how, you know, despite the 19 shots. In seven on target, they were really, I think, not particularly threatening ones, and um, you know, just one offside. I think the, the yeah, you could you could feel that there wasn't a whole lot of momentum going forward. We weren't bringing it in that regard. Corners, uh, we did have five corners, there zero, which again, I think all that possession up there, uh, it, it led to corners, but not much else, sadly. Um, yeah. I think that's about, that's about all we have to say for this match. That's the stats. We've talked about the uh, the major events. Uh, and, of course, it's a very disappointing result. Um, yeah. Boo. Terrible. We're now six points from fourth place. Sivas. Yeah, so let's talk and about the And then we the play table. the leaders, Trob Zone. So. so, up in first, uh, with a game in hand still, it's Trob Zone. Yeah. So they could have 47 points, uh, being 11 points ahead of Besiktas, uh, if they beat, of course, Besiktas. Um, wh- when is their replay going to be? Do you know? I'm not sure if it's been scheduled yet. I know they have to play Malatya. It was because of the earthquake? Yeah, but I, I don't see it on my scores yet, but I don't know if it has been rescheduled or not by the TFF. So anyway, yeah. 
it really in a way I'm imagining they'll wait till they get knocked out of the Europa League to schedule the game but um well, which, you know, no, that's enough. never mind. Trabs was already knocked out. I'm thinking of Bushak's year, but um, and there, yeah, I don't know when though. All right, where were we? Um, Trabs on the table, yeah. So anyway, in a way, I think that puts more pressure on this match upcoming with Besiktas because uh, not knowing that result, you know, if if the if we lose this match, that kind of cements that 11, then it could even be 14. So. Um, yeah, it's really not looking too good for Besiktas right now, especially relative to Trabzon. But so yeah, this upcoming match against Trabzon is really going to be decisive for uh, for us certainly, uh, yeah, and for them got too. Got a sold out crowd for the game, so you'd imagine I think that's probably the first one all season. You'd imagine for Trabzon, it's a pretty big deal. Like they could, they could. Yeah. They if they win this, I think they 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 come out of this favorites for the league, realistically. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so in second place is Bashakshu here, who just defeated us. Now they have 43 points, and they do not have a, a game in hand. So they are uh, definitively seven points ahead of us now. That's not a yeah, good They look. already beat Fenerbahce and Sivas this um, half of the season. So, And that's this really like... Kind of, those are the two big, two big games for the title race. So we'll see, you know, this is probably... For them, another you know title decider, and for us, it's a uh, can we get back into the mix of things? Otherwise, we're kind of back into mid table, to be honest. And like it, you know, we we're we're pretty much we're down to the last quarter. You know, we we only have twelve matches left for this season, so uh, it's a distinct possibility we don't qualify for Europe at this point. So, <laughs> and I mean, so we'll get to that part of the table, but but certainly we're not catching Basaksi here. It, it looks like seven points ahead of us. They're doing well. They're happy. They're very happy to have won. Um, Galatasaray is now in third. They have 42 points. Therefore, are uh, six points ahead of us. Sivas in fourth, also with 42 points. Alanya is in fifth with 39 points. Now we're talking. We're, uh, we're only three points back on them. Fener is in, is in sixth uh, with 38 points, two points ahead of us. So there we lie. Uh, Guztepe is actually right behind us, and they also have a game in hand. So they could be equal on points with us. So we could be as low as eighth yeah. place in theory if they like, you know, shellac someone. But um, yeah, man, this is not looking pretty. As you say, we are six points behind fourth place in the last place in Europe at the moment. It deserves to be said that, of course, typically in Turkey, that fifth place spot is the last place in Europe because one of those teams wins the Europa uh, Europa League. No, the uh, the Turkish Cup. Now this year, Alanya, Fener, Trabzon, no, not Fener, uh, who's still in the Turkish Cup? Trabzon, yeah, Alanya, who? I believe Fener is still in it. Is it Trabzon, Alanya, Fener, and Siva? Antalya. Antalya? Siva's lost to Antalya, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. That's no good. Because uh, they're not going to It's Trabzon, win. Fener on one semifinal, Antalya, Alanya in this other semifinal. Yeah, let's see. Trabzon's been des destroyed as <laughs> room 9-1, so... So, I mean, so I guess the good news is Trabzon and Fener, one of them is out because they're going to have to, someone's going to have to win there. Um, you, I guess, hope, we hope Trabzon wins because they're the only team that's clearly 
gonna be in yeah. the top, you know what I mean? Like, if, if we're looking for a fifth place, yes, I would. Ideally, Trabzon wins the Turkish Cup. Because um, we know they're going to finish ahead of us on the table. Uh, God, I, I hate that we have to play these games now, these little mathematical equations uh, to try to figure out how we can get anything out of a season. But alas, yeah, <laughs> here we are. But so yeah, this Saturday, February 22nd, uh, very soon, at noon here in New York City, which I believe is 6 in Central Europe, maybe seven or eight in Turkey, uh, whatever. Something like that. Check your, yeah, <laughs> check your local listings. Never just listen to us because we have no idea what we're talking about, typically. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be a huge match. As of now, this is the biggest match of the season. Um, Sergen Yalcin has obviously now been tested. Uh, the big, this is the big stretch here. We said it going into it. Uh, it was going to be Basakshi here on the road. Um, uh, we have Alanya, Ankaraguja, then Gala. That was the next Alanya, there it was. Alanya, also, yeah. also tough. Um, that's, you know, these three matches are are the, the sort of major test for Sergei Yachin, like real competition uh, in a row. He, you know, it, it's going to come fast and furious if we get yeah, no three points. Three of our next four games are against our um, European contenders, Trabs on Alanya and Gala, so yeah um and, and like, nice little stretch in between there or whatever but so i mean just the point being that he now has like three stretches a, a three match stretch of really tough opponents uh he's over one now so that's not ideal you really want him to get some points out of these matches so that he comes out of this with a little bit of confidence especially going into them like i'll have to say derby which is a, a bit a, a few weeks in advance but um yeah, I mean, everyone, take us out of, of, take us out pretty much. Final thoughts on everything, but specifically about Trabzon and, uh, you know, what you're hoping for in that regard. Well, I don't think it's all doom and gloom. There's definitely reason to be concerned, um, but I think there is definitely a chance that we might come out with a full crowd for the first probably some of these players have never actually even played in front of a full crowd for us which is sort of depressing um and for a guy like Boateng who's just arrived yeah for Boateng or even Elneny and, and Kuru Diaby probably have not played in front of a full crowd yet but um you know hopefully the fans really come out and Saturday keeps consistent with a, a good game plan and hopefully you know we, we take the game to Trabzomes I think if we let them take the game to us uh <laughs> I don't have faith in our abilities to just park the bus against Starloth and all those guys who are in form. So hopefully we take the game to them, show some spirit, uh, show some courage, and um, you know they just do their thing. Because right now it's looking a little. The players don't look like they believe in themselves. So that's why I usually don't opt for like courage and those type of words. But right now the players don't really look like they believe in themselves, which is. All the tactics can be fine, but if the players don't think they can do it, then... Uh... <laughs> For nothing, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's much to add to that other than the fact that it's it's important that we turn this thing around. I think it's now imperative that we get a point out of this Trabzon match, especially since we got nothing out of the last one. So, um, it's not going to be easy. Uh, and we, we, it's not like even getting a point will is even likely so 
Um, best of luck to everyone involved. Um, and yeah, let's take it out, man. Um, follow us, I guess. Let's, let's talk about Twitter. Follow the mothership, the uh, provider of all things Best of Touch International at Best of Touch underscore I N T. Follow this here podcast at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow our man Evron over here at Fan of BJK. Uh, tell him to go for more of an adult Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, follow myself at Sir underscore writes underscore a lot because uh, that's really the height of uh, maturity. Um, yeah, and besides that, of course, it's very important that we say this one. Um, if if I don't say this, then there's no hope. Go Patrick Town! Go Patrick Town! Uh, and yeah, stay tuned, of course. Uh, hopefully we'll have better days ahead. But either way, uh, we'll be here to report on it, talk about it, and analyze it. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.